Luke chapter 8. You can turn there for just a moment. We're going to read a few verses here in just a minute. But as we begin to read this scripture to you, I want you to think about this. A different person. A different person. Do you believe that when God saves your soul, you're changed? Absolutely. But let's just go ahead and let's go a little step further than that. Is that, are the things in our life, do they drive us to where we need to be or we belong? That's what I'm going to look at this morning. So if you got your Bibles, let's read if we can. Luke chapter 8 and begin in verse 26. And they arrived at the country of the Gadarenes, which is over against Galilee. And when they went forth to land, there met him out of the city a certain man, which had devils long time, and wear no clothes. Now notice the appearance. When I talk about a different person, this man that, that was going through the situation, he had these devils for a long time, or these demons that they're called, and he wear no clothes, neither abode in any house. But he went to the tombs or the cemeteries. He said this man didn't have a home. This man didn't have any clothes. And he slept amongst the tombs. And when he saw Jesus, he cried out. Now, you want to talk about a different person? Listen to this. And when he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell down before him. And with a loud voice, very audible, not ashamed of it. What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou son of God most high? So he's like, what is it that I have with you? He said, I beseech thee, torment me not. For he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. For oftentimes it had caught him, and he was kept bound with chains and in fetters, and he broke the bands and was driven of the devil into the wilderness. And Jesus asked him, talking to the, the man, he says, What is thy name? Do you know what his name represented? His name not necessarily was legions, but the legions represented like 6,000 which means I am a man that has a multitude of problems. He said, I have, he said, my name is Legion because many devils were entered into him. So he said, I've got, I've got not just a few problems in my life or a few demons. He said, I've got a lot of them. So when we talk about a different person today, I want you to understand the background for just a minute. And they besought him that he would not command them to go into the deep. And there was there a herd of many swine feeding on the mountain. So you can see there were these, these swine were up on the mountainside and they besought him that he would suffer them to enter them and he suffered them. Then went the devils out of the man and entered into the swine. Now we're fixed to talk about a different person. Do you believe that when evil leaves us that our actions are going to change? I'll tell you this, when God saves your soul, you are a changed individual. Let's look at this change that happens. And I want to ask you this, are those changes leading you to Jesus? Folks, if you've been saved, your actions should lead you to the feet of Jesus. But let's keep reading. He entered into the swine and the herd ran violently 
Notice, notice the, the extent of what was going on. That these demons were so extreme that the herd ran violently down a steep place into the lake and were choked. And when they that fed them saw that was done, they fled and went out and told in the city and the country. And then the curiosity begins to happen. So then they went out to see what was done and came to Jesus and found the man. I want you to listen to what's going on here. We're, we're, we're really getting to what I want to read to you today. He says, they went out and they found a man that had been a roamer. Remember how I said that he had no clothes, he had no home, and he stayed amongst the tombstones? He, he was what we would call, he, he was just a, a, a nomad. He was just roaming about wherever it was. But notice what happened to the people. When they heard what Jesus had done, that the, the demons had been cast out of him, they say they found this man out of whom the devils were departed. Sitting at the feet of Jesus. He was clothed. Did you really see what's going on? That there was a man that didn't have any clothes. He was not in his right mind. He was living amongst the tombstones that didn't have a home. He was just kind of roaming around. And finally, when he had an encounter with Jesus, he was a different person. Listen to the last part of this 35th verse again. Sitting at the feet of Jesus. Clothed. And in his right mind. And they were afraid. They also which saw it told them by which means he was possessed of the devils was healed. Then the whole multitude of the country of the Gadarenes round about besought him to depart from them. And they were taken with great fear and went to the ship and returned back again. Now the man of whom the devils were departed besought him that he might be with him. But Jesus sent him away, saying, Return thine own house. Again, a different person. And show how great things God hath done unto thee. I want to read the rest of that verse in just a second. But folks, if you've been saved, I pray that you would depart and go about your lives and let people know how great things God has done for you. Can I ask you something? If you're here and saved, has God been great to you? Absolutely. But the next question is, this is a very personal question. How often do we tell people how good and great God is? Jesus said, I want you to go and I want you to depart and tell them about the great things that God has done to thee. And he went his way. And I love the word published. He said that he began to publish throughout the whole city how great things Jesus had done unto him. You know, Jesus, the works that he had done were not a secret to everybody. They had heard it, but you know what this one person began to say? He said, I know he's done all these other works, but let me tell you what Jesus has done for me. You know what I want to tell you all this morning? If you'll just sit and listen to me long enough, let me tell you what Jesus has done for me. He took the burdens and the fear of death and he rolled them away. I was a different person. I was a changed person. If you don't like where things are, if you don't like how you feel, if you don't like your status with it, God, you know what today? You can leave here a different person. And we see in this particular scripture that these, that these were one that were there, that, that they got to a place that, that, that through all the evil, the demons that were possessed, and they cast out. You know what's amazing in this whole story or account, that I rather should say, 
In this account, they were more worried that he destroyed a herd of swine than they were about getting rid of the demons in the life. You know, that was probably some kind of a money or some kind of a lifestyle that they needed. People are more worried about those things than they are about getting rid of things in their life. Folks, today, any time that we can get evil out of our life and we find ourselves at the feet of Jesus, we are a victorious people. Now notice, and again, I'm going to say this again. Notice how the man was roaming about. He had no clothes. He was not in his right mind. He was in the tombstones. In the 35th verse, they found him sitting at the feet of Jesus. I say this to a church house of people today. But are you sitting at the feet of Jesus this morning? What about what you done yesterday or maybe on Wednesday or what are you going to do tomorrow? Are these actions and things that you're going to find in your life, are they taking you to the feet of Jesus? Of all the things that we do, there's a purpose and a reason behind that. But we see that, that those that, that had demons and in, in, in wrong in their life is that they begin to come to a place and they realize that Jesus was going to be the one that was going to help them out. For notice what happened. This one was sitting at the feet of Jesus. I know sometimes we think people are pretty restless. But you know what? Today I believe there's one person that can bring us to his feet in one place that we can rest. And I believe that we can rest at the very feet of Jesus. For Psalms, I know I didn't tell you to mark this, but let's, I want to turn back and read a verse if I can to you. Psalm chapter 37 and verse 7. Today if you're here and you've been saved... You know what it's like to be sitting, and when I say sitting, you find rest. Isn't it amazing the one that was possessed of a demon, that, that they weren't finding any kind of rest until they became a different person. And when they became a different person, they didn't need anything else. They came to the feet of Jesus. Listen to what we read in Psalms 37 and 7. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently on Him. What does it mean this morning to wait or to rest in the Lord and wait patiently on Him. You see, a lot of times we have to realize is that, God, we're on your time, and we're doing things your way, and we're just going to rest. Let me ask you this. Have you ever been around a very anxious child that will start provoking the parents or the grandparents or whoever's in charge? Come on, let's go, let's go, let's go. You know, sometimes with God, we just want to get in a rush. Let's go, let's go, let's go. We've got to move, folks. I pray that we would be a different person. Instead of rushing God along, may we just sit at His feet. May we just stop. I, I, I know we live in a busy time that we've got to hurry and there's a lot of things going on. And Tuesday morning when we get up, we don't have time to read His Word. We've got to rush and rush and rush. But let me tell you, folks, there's no better place than to let the world know that, that we are a different person, that we are different in this fact of we will find and make time to sit at the feet of Jesus. Let me ask you this. Do you know of a better place to be than at the feet of Jesus? Does anybody know of a better place than to be at the feet of Jesus? What about the things that we do in our life? Do they take us to the feet of Jesus? Here the psalmist tells us in the 7th verse, Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for Him. All my life, and that's starting to be a long time, I understand. I've heard people make prayer requests week and service after service after service. You know what they do? They patiently wait on God. I wish I could tell you that, that it never happened. I'm going to say I wish. 
I want you to know that there are people that never saw their prayers answered, but God answered them on His timetable. I believe that there are prayers that God answers because He hears these things and we must wait patiently on Him. What happens when we get impatient? We change our plan or we get ahead of God. Or we're like the little children that's grabbing their hands saying, let's go, let's go, let's go. I've got something for you, folks. We don't have something for God. Know this, God has something for you. And when we come to that place and we're a different person and we get at His feet, notice what happened is that, that there's a time and a point in their life where there's rest that's going to be found. Do you believe that we are able to find rest and find rest in the Lord? Today, that's what the psalmist is teaching us, that it is ever so important for you and I today that we just rest in the Lord and wait patiently on Him. Fret not thyself because of Him who prospereth in His way. So in other words, if somebody else is prospering, then we must be doing something wrong and they're doing it right. No, because the man who bringeth wicked devises to pass. Today, do you believe that uh, it's important for us to find rest and find rest in the Lord? Mark, I want to read to you, if I can, the sixth chapter and the 31st verse, if I may, for just a minute. How important is it to find rest? And let me ask you this. Can you find rest in the world or do you only find rest in Jesus Christ? Now the world is, we live, I've always found this kind of humorous really, that we're living in a time where technology was supposed to be so advanced that we're supposed to have more free time. I don't know that I've ever found anybody that's got more, quote, free time. Seems like we just get busier and busier and busier and busier. Seems like we replace more and more and more. Instead of sitting at the feet of Jesus, we want to stop and say, we'll be there in a minute, we'll be there in a minute, we'll be there in a minute. This one that was possessed with a demon, when those demons were, were cast out, he was found sitting at the feet of Jesus. Not in a hurry, finding rest here. Let me read to you Mark 6, 31. He said unto them, Come ye yourselves apart into a desert place and rest a while. Just sit and rest a while. Does this sound like our time? For there were many coming and going, and they had no leisure such so much as to eat. This is not coming from any kind of a worldly profession. This was coming from Christ saying, And he said unto them. Let me ask you something. Do you think Christ knows what he's talking about? Amen. If he tells you and me through his word... To do just this. Come ye yourselves apart into a desert place. There's a reason why that Jesus said you've got to get away from... Again, notice what he said. For there were many coming and going and had no leisure so much as to eat. You know what you and I would think today? It is absolutely the most important thing you can do is eat. But you know what? They were so busy they didn't even have time to eat. Not to be offensive, but our world is getting so busy, busy, busy that we just want to uh, squeeze God into our pockets right quick and let's just kind of keep on going, folks. Find time to sit at the feet of Jesus. The one that had the demons removed, he didn't want to go to anywhere else. He didn't want the busyness of the world. He didn't want the chaos of the world. And all these things that are there, he simply was at the feet of Jesus. And the people were marveled. you know why? Because they were used to seeing him in a different setting. But he was a different person because the demons had been removed and he was a new creature. Folks, I believe in being becoming a new creature. For he said unto them. He said, I want you to rest. 
Let's read it again. He says, and rest a while. You know, I don't think the Lord is trying to say that we're going to always be resting. We're not always working. Matter of fact, the Lord worked on six days and rested on the Sabbath. That's why he talks about the Deuteronomy. He says, remember the Sabbath. It's about, it's important for us to understand that, yes, we need to be out ministering. Yes, that there's times that we need to be out proclaiming the gospel. Yes, we need to take care of the widows and the orphans. And, and there's work that the church has to do. But there's also, and very important that we remember, we must spend time at the feet of Jesus. Folks, this morning, if there's nothing else that you hear, hear this. It is important that you spend time at the feet of Jesus. And do, do the things that we do in life and the things that we face, do they drive us to the feet of Jesus or do they really push us away? He said, for there be many coming and going and they had not leisure so much as to eat. You know, a lot of things were going on. These people were busy and they were trying to stay active, active, active. But Jesus was teaching them and telling them, you need to slow down. He said, and you need to get to a place where you can rest in me. Let's go back to our scripture in Luke chapter 8 for just a minute. So they went out to see what was done and came to Jesus and found the man out of whom the devils were departed, sitting at the feet of Jesus. Well, I believe that when a person's saved, I believe things in their life are going to change. Do you? You know, I remember when I was lost. I didn't mind the social part of church. I didn't mind going and seeing people. But I sure didn't like what I felt because I didn't feel what everybody else felt. There was just something different. Why were those preachers getting excited? Why were there, there saints that were just shouting the glories of God and people were crying in church? And that part I didn't get. Now to hang out with people and, and talk about their favorite teams, I love that part of church. But you know what? That wasn't church. That was just the social part. You know what I realized is that when the gospel was preached, I did not have what other people had. But you see, when God saved my soul, you know what happened? Instead of running away from Jesus, I found myself being much like the one that had the demons removed. I found myself sitting at the feet of Jesus. Romans chapter 6. Let me turn over and read for just a minute. Romans chapter 6. Paul talks about how that when we are saved, that we are Away from the power of sin. Now, let me give you this understanding for a minute. When you're lost, you are under the power of sin. In other words, you're not stronger than sin. Sin is stronger than you. But can I tell you something? Those in Christ Jesus, we don't have to be stronger than sin, for we know the one that is stronger than sin, and that person is Jesus. You are not stronger than sin. Jesus is stronger than sin. That's why he rose again from the grave. Listen to what we read here in Romans chapter 6 and verse 2. God forbid, how shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? He reminds them here about this baptism that they had of the Holy Spirit of God. Know you not that so many of us were baptized into Jesus Christ, were baptized into his death? Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. Read the fifth verse, if you will. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall also we shall be also in the likeness 
of his resurrection. You know, there's a lot of people today that don't that, that have forgotten the fact that we are dead to sin and we are followers of Christ. Are we finding ourselves at the feet of Jesus? Are we finding ourselves at a place that 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 we know that we're at his feet doing what he wants us to do and enjoy that communion with him? And it's all because what he took away. Let me ask you this. If you've been saved, what has God taken away from you? Now, you know, if I was to go. I guess just poll the general public and say, what has God taken away from you? Well, he took away my health. That may be a true statement. You may not have the health you used to. Maybe if I was to poll the general public today and say, what is, what is, and I say God, I'm saying this kind of in a generic sense, what has God taken away from you? He took my job away from you. Well, okay, there's, there, there's all these things. And I understand that there's purpose behind that. And let me tell you this, folks, there's one thing that God took away from us we need to be thankful for. He took those demons away. He took them away. And it's not because we got our jobs taken away that we find ourselves in His feet. It's not because our health is taken away that we find ourselves in His feet. We find ourselves in His feet because He took away those demons. Today, what has God taken away? It's easy for us to say, well, He took my friends. He took my, my life and my joy. He took all these things. But know this, those are all the results of sin. He's saying that if you'll get buried in the likeness of Jesus Christ, He said, you'll be raised a new creature. He said, no longer are you after the ways of the flesh and the desires of the flesh. He said, you'll be followers after me. And here we see in the book of Romans how He talks about that, that we should be a, a new creature in Christ Jesus. Let's read Luke chapter 8 again for just a minute. Then they went out to see what was done and came to Jesus, found the man out of whom the devils were departed, sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed. Did you hear the fact that he was clothed? John chapter 11. Follow with me for just a second. John chapter 11. Mary and Martha with their brother Lazarus that was dead. Follow along with me. Kind of bear with me a little longer reading today. John chapter 11 verse 39 says this. Jesus said, take away the stone. So Martha, the sister of him that was dead, said to him, Lord, by this time he stinketh. For he hath been dead four days. So remember, Jesus had been talking about just a little bit earlier in that chapter. He said, I'm the resurrection and the life. Here they were coming to him talking about death and how their brother was death. And Jesus was trying to tell them, I am the resurrection and the life. You know what I love about this particular account with Lazarus? Is that not only did Jesus want them to tell about the resurrection, he wanted them to experience the resurrection. Not only does God and through Jesus Christ teach us that He wants us and all men to be saved, I believe today that He's not just telling us that, He wants us to actually experience that. So I'm going to ask you a very personal question. Have you experienced being born again in that change? Yes, I'm going to tell you the answer for me. Yes, I have. But Jesus said, I'm the resurrection life. He said, so she began to ask him, she said, my brother was dead. She said, by now, after four days, he's... She begins to uh, say he's going to smell. Jesus said to her, Said I not unto thee, that if thou wouldst believe, thou shouldest see the glory of God? So they go through with what he told them to do. They took away the stone from the place 
where the dead was laid. Now, different to what Jesus was, he rolled his own stone away. Here, he had to be the power that provided it. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. And I knew that thou hearest me always. Because of the people which stand by, I said it, that they may believe that thou hast sent me. And when he thus had spoken, he cried with a loud voice. Red letters, Jesus. Lazarus, come forth. I can tell you this, when you're sick, you don't want a Google search to fix your problems. You need a doctor. Today, folks, we don't just need teachings or theologies of a person when we have demons and sin sickness. We need the one that can cure us of the problems. We have a need in our life. You see today, we need Him to provide what we need. We see here what Martha, she particularly was looking at what was going to happen. But here we see that He begins to say, Lazarus, come forth. Probably a good thing He called Him by name, didn't He? Or all the others did. Probably would have woke up. He said, Lazarus, called him by name and said, come forth. But when we're talking about being clothed, listen to what happened. So he that was dead came forth. Do you believe today that there's a change that happened? Do you believe that Lazarus was a different person? Absolutely he was. He was dead. Jesus said, Lazarus, come forth. And notice what happens here. And he we that was dead came bound hand and foot with grave clothes. You know what I find interesting? These grave clothes were almost like swaddling up a, a baby or what, what we might even call mummification. But, but you can see that, that Lazarus was mummified. He was wrapped up in these clothes. He couldn't walk. So I don't know how he got from the part of the grave where he was. But somehow or another he got out. And Jesus looked at him and said this. Loose him and let him go. You know what the difference was? Lazarus looked like a dead man. But I believe he was as live as he was before. Do you? I want to rewind. Let's say that again. Lazarus was alive. He died. His sister said he's been dead four days. And Jesus said... Lazarus come forth, and he that was dead came forth, bound in grave clothes. Folks, he was alive, but he was dressed like a dead person. Jesus said, if you're going to be clothed, you don't want to be clothed like a dead person. You need to be clothed like a person that is a different person. Today, how many saints of God are walking around with their grave clothes on? How many people today say that they have had an experience with God, but yet they're bound in their grave clothes and they're walking around like we are dead? Folks, if you've been saved, you are not dead. You have been made alive. Can you find, your faith, find yourself at the feet of Jesus? Jesus began to, to see the fact that they were going through grief. You know what I love about the grief? He didn't just condemn over the grief. He becomes a part of their grief and he fixes the problem and says, I'm going to overcome what it is that you're going through. So notice what we're reading all the way down. And he says, and he says Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me and that I knew that thou hearest me always. But because of the people which I stand by, I said it, that they may believe that thou hast sent me. 
I believe today that Jesus was going to give them victory over the grave, but I believe his purpose was going to be to give them uh, even more than what they needed. And, and you see in the 11th chapter, in that 44th verse, notice what Jesus is speaking there to He that was dead came forth. Folks, if I tell, if I speak words, lights go out or doors open up or thunder come rolling or whatever, that don't mean it's going to happen because I don't have divine authority. But I can tell you this, when God says something, that's called divine authority. If God speaks, something is going to happen. Do you believe today that God has something for you? Uh, and, and see today that, that you and I today, that, that God can speak the things. And here it was, Lazarus bound up in these grave clothes and Jesus speaking, saying, loose him. Going back to our scripture in Luke chapter 8 for just a minute. They were, he was sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed, and in his right mind. You know, I've thought about something a lot over the last few days. That sin is what makes us think irrational, not Jesus Christ. He's the one that makes us think not so much with a rational mind, but with a spirit of discernment. A spirit of discernment so that we might know and say and do and be what he would have us to be. For I'm going to read you a verse, if I may, in Romans chapter 12. I'm going to close with this in just a second. Romans chapter 12. When Jesus said that they found this man that was in his right mind, it means that he was able to exercise self-control. Now, I want to tell you something I believe in today, folks. We've got to have self-control. Self-control, to think of himself in a soberly fashion, but it also means to curb or to downsize one's passions. In other words, the, the things that he once wanted, he was walking amongst the tombstones. Now all of a sudden he didn't want that. He wanted to be at the feet of Jesus. Romans chapter 12, let me read you the first three verses. I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove that prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Look at the same thing in the third verse. Same word. Want to say in his right mind? For I say, through the grace given unto me to every man, again, based off the grace given, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly. In other words, with a rational mind based off what grace is given, self-control based off the grace given, as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. Today, I don't know what you're going to face today or tomorrow or Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday or Friday or Saturday, but I'm praying this, that whatever you face and whatever you do, whatever you're seeing, whatever actions we may have, I pray that they are things that are taking us to the feet of Jesus. Folks, may we not deceive ourselves thinking that the world's trying to lure us 
to them and to their the appealing things that they have before us. Folks, may we realize that when this one was healed of the demons, he all of a sudden these demons were cast into the swine. The swine began to go and it says and they, 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 they drowned. They go and they die out because these were things that were killing a person. Now they've been removed and he had life. Today I pray that you would see that God gives us the things that we need and the life we need. For I'm going to read that 35th verse one more time and I'm going to close with this. Then they went out to see what was done and came to Jesus and found the man. I'm leaving you with this right here. If somebody in the world comes seeking after Jesus, are they going to find you there too? That's a pretty humbling thought. People, we want them to come to Jesus. And then all of a sudden when they get there, we're not there. I'll be there in a little bit. I've got to take care of some of this and this and this and this. Folks, I pray this. When the world comes to find Jesus, they're going to find me right there too. Find me right there at His feet. For it says that, that when he, they came, they found the man of whom the devils were departed, sitting at the feet of Jesus. And you want to talk about a different person. He was clothed. He was in his right mind. And that startled them, and they were afraid. Today, I pray that when people come to Jesus, that they're going to find us there too. Today, are you a different person? Maybe I should even ask the question, do you want to be a different person? I can remember so plainly the change that happened to me when the Lord saved my soul. Sure, there's a draw and there's a pull back to the world, but God reminds us that we are new creatures. The demons are gone. We need to come to His feet. I've said what I need to say this morning. I, I, I pray that God would just bless the furtherance of this service. Let's get a song if we could.